0: Hello, and welcome to the third episode of InsurTech Briefly, a quick legal review involving innovations in the insurance space. My name is Scott Gala, and I'm an attorney at the law firm of Clark Hill. I'm joined today by my colleague, Robert Tomilson, who is a partner at the firm. Hi, Scott. What's our topic today? Well, let's briefly try to talk about embedded insurance. It's a topic that's gaining momentum, and it's the business of one of the most recently minted InsurTech unicorns.
1: Uh, Interesting and timely topic. Um, Why don't we start by you, Scott, um, providing a definition of what you think embedded insurance is?
0: Sure. Embedded insurance can mean a few different things, but basically it refers to the incorporation of insurance or coverage in a product or service, and that insurance is a native feature of that product or service. And then, kind of as a second definition, uh, it, it can also refer to an insurance offering in a company's sales funnel?
1: Um, I think your definition is accurate and and it has slightly different connotations depending on the product. Let me see if I can flesh it out a little bit. Um, I think that embedded insurance can mean that the insurance is embedded in the product. In other words, a business is selling a product and at the same time, they're also insuring that very same product. Uh, That's how warranties work. That's how credit life and credit disability works in connection with auto leases or sales. Um, Tesla is now selling auto insurance. Uh, I'm not sure if it's being sold at the point of sale or it comes from a separate telephone call uh, from a licensed producer to sell auto. Um, It could even be Amazon selling insurance as they're now doing with Next Insurance. Um, But the insurance is not tied to any individual product that they're selling. Um, Each of these, I think, could legitimately be called uh, embedded
0: insurance. So you've mentioned a a few examples of it and and embedded insurance is an expanding field with some great opportunity, Uh, but its existence isn't a a gift from InsurTech, is it?
1: Oh, far from it. Um, Embedded insurance has been around for a long time and it's also very obvious. Um, I, I think entrepreneurs going all the way back have always thought, well, if I can sell insurance along with the product that I'm providing, it's another source of revenue. Um, and if they're the ones that can replace that product at cost, um, if it's a product that, that we're insuring, um, then that can be, that could be a win-win for everybody. And I think that might be what Tesla is thinking, for example. Um, but you say, is this new? No, it's not new. Uh, the most, I think the most famous example is uh, Sears, um, which really was the Amazon of the Walmart of the early, mid, even the late 20th century. Sears started selling auto insurance through its Sears catalog nearly 100 years ago. Um, they started off as a producer. It was so successful, they started their own insurance company, which we now know today as Allstate. So it's somewhat ironic that Sears is now gone, and uh, Allstate is one of the largest and healthiest carriers in the domestic U.S. market.
0: Well, given embedded insurance, uh, given its age and its proof of concept, why, why do you think there's not more of it?
1: Well, that, that is a very good question. Um, and I think a lot of insurtechs are now trying to figure that out or they're being confronted with the very same obstacles that companies in the past have been confronted with. Um, but quickly, I think it's a combination of one, the end of conglomerates, um, two, the corporate obsession with uh, what they like to call core competencies, having one focus, one product, one thing, one service that they deliver. Um, There's also the fear by high-profile public companies of getting entangled or tripped up in insurance regulations. Um, Banks, for example, have been trying to sell, and in fact, they have been selling insurance for nearly 100 years. They've never been particularly good at it, um, at least in the U.S. Asia is an entirely different matter.
0: And look, I I think you also need to be licensed in the first instance to move beyond merely advertising insurance on behalf of someone else to actually talking about coverage or, or selling policies. And then, you know, in addition to licensing, there's a host of regulatory issues that I'm sure you and I will address on future episodes of InsureTech briefly. You know, th- these include permissible compensation arrangements, insurance advertising restrictions, the use of data, um, and, and, and tied with that, the avoidance of you know conducting you know sometimes by accident conducting a pretext in, uh, interview, or we want to avoid claims of prejudice. And then there's rebating, record keeping requirements. Uh, ne- needless to say, we'll have we'll have plenty of content for for future episodes.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, there are a host of uh, regulatory challenges that confront a company who presumably already has a very good business and that's running smoothly. And you say, "Look, we can we can tack on or add on an additional source of revenue through insurance, and it makes sense." Lots of times, people hear that they think, "Well, that's great," um, but they don't know that what comes with that can be, um, you know, a heavily regulated product. Um, and I, I think also, and people forget this, there's an element of disappointment in insurance that is not true of other uh, products that are sold. Um, You know, if you're a Tesla fan, you love your Tesla, Microsoft, Amazon, you think it's a great company. Um, But inevitably in insurance, there will be the denial of claims and there will be disappointed insurers who believe that they uh, have paid for coverage and they didn't get that coverage. Whether or not their their grievance is legitimate is another question, but um, people don't get excited um, to find out that a claim that they had was denied, even if that claim was, uh, the denial was legitimate. So it's another thing for companies to think about who want to get into this area. And as you say, many of them are doing so.
0: Well, we'll, sh- we'll be sure to address all those topics on future episodes. If you think you may benefit from hearing about tech and insurance regulations five minutes at a time, please follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This podcast is intended for general education and informational purposes only, and should not be regarded as either legal advice or a legal opinion. You should not act upon or use this publication or any of its contents for any specific situation. Recipients are cautioned to obtain legal advice from their legal counsel with respect to any decision or course of action contemplated in a specific situation. Clark Hill PLC and its attorneys provide legal advice only after establishing an attorney-client relationship through a written attorney-client engagement agreement. This recording does not establish an attorney-client relationship with any recipient.